Tala Falava, and welcome to another episode of the Reads with Rossa podcast. I'm your host, Rossa. I'd like to shout out everyone who's been tuning in every week. I really appreciate the love and support. If you are a regular listener on the podcast platforms, don't forget to click the follow button. If you prefer visuals, then head on over to YouTube and check out the video episode. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel. So without further ado, enjoy this week's show. Tala Falava and welcome to episode 39 of the Reads with Rossa podcast. Today's guest is a professional rugby player. His career has seen him play for the New Zealand schools team, New Zealand under-20s, counties Manukau Steelers, Taranaki and the Waikato Chiefs and he is currently playing for the Tokyo Toshiba Brave Loopers team right here in Japan. Born and bred in South Auckland, he is proud of his roots and humble beginnings. It is my honor to introduce to you the captain of the Japan men's sevens rugby team, Johnny Fauli. Welcome to the show, bro. How are you? Thank you. Arigato. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction, sis. Unreal. Man, bro, it's so good to have you here. Can you tell, man? I'm so excited. You know, uh, I know you've been busy, bro. Man, things been happening. Eh? A lot of stuff been happening, but um, you know. We've been trying to make this happen for a long time. Oh, <laughs> now I'm an ISO. Um, got time, got time. Yes, and and you know I appreciate it, bro. I really appreciate it. Uh, yes, as you've said, you are in uh, quarantine um, right now. So how is that going for you? Are you coping all right being in nah, quarantine? It's been all good because um, we came back from Dubai last week and uh, we, we had to spend three days of uh, isolation in the hotel mm. and then the rest of the 11 days at home. So being at home is, is way better than being in a hotel. Mm. But nah, it's been chill. It's, well, it's, yeah. more, um, it's not too strict. Like we can go out to supermarkets and that, which is, yeah. yeah, just leave your phone at home and turn the location off. Yeah, I, I was going to say, hopefully you're sikai and I hope you're obeying the uh, quarantine rules there. 100%. <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> okay, bro. Before we go any further here, um, you know, please introduce yourself. Uh, you know, I've mentioned South Auckland, but tell us a little bit about your cultural roots. Who uh, who is Johnny Fauli? Tell our audience. Um, Salafalava. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on, sis. Um. I've watched uh, most of the, your podcasts and, uh, man, there's some good content and um, um, I'm so happy to be on um, episode 39 now, is, which is unreal. I don't know why you're, you're still um, shy. <laughs> <laughs> this is your 39. This is my first. But um, <laughs> nah, um, Thank you for having me on. Um, my name is Fasee Johnny Fauli, um, born and bred in South Auckland, Murumo Hospital. I still live in South Auckland. Um, my dad is born in Samoa, Fuskokai. And uh, my mom is born in Samoan, uh, Samoa, Luffy Luffy. Um, a country that I'm so proud um, I'm so proud of, um, Samoa, um, the language and everything that comes with being Samoan and um, being brought up in a Samoan household. Where um, Samoa, the language was real strong in in um, my house, 
and um, yes, uh, family, South Auckland, and most of the family as well in Australia. But um, yeah, that's me, man. Yeah, man, I got to tell you, Ronnie, like Johnny mentioned, um, mentioned the Samoan language. Like, what I really like about um, my bro here is anytime, you know, the Poly fam, anytime all the islanders come together, uh, we go hardcore, like speaking Samoan, because, you know, we don't get to speak it. And so every chance, uh, uh, usually I'll see Johnny and then we just go hard. Um, you know, just speaking our, our native tongues. So that's that's what I love being up on the Broadway. Um, so you know what? I really wanted to start from the beginning. Like when you were growing up, like in school, did you always want to be like a, a pro sport um, sportsman? Were you looking at other career paths? Like, yeah. No, um, what's called? It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, bro, when I, I went to um, Flavona Primary School, um, that's yeah, next to like it's Koru and right in Mangile. Um, I don't, I don't think I wanted to be a a rugby player. I don't know. I I can't remember, but I, I, the time I knew when I was going to play rugby was when my friends um. I think I was about nine years old, and my my friends at the time, Mosingi, um, he told me to come watch his rugby game, Manukau Rovers. Shout out Manukau Rovers! Um, and then I went over, and then I kind of looked at my dad, and my dad looked at me, and we kind of like, man, I think I can I can play this sport, you know? And my dad, like, he was like, I don't know if my dad was pretty keen to drive to training. Because he had, I think he was working a lot of long hours. So, mm-hmm. but my dad was like, you know, whatever you you want, we'll, we'll go for it. And that's where I started. I think Manukaurovas. Mm. You know, um, were you good at any other sports? Like, you know, usually uh, boys will play rugby, and then the season changes, and then they'll switch to league. Yeah. Like, were you ever a league player as well, or were you just strictly? Nah, the, um, the league. The league, um, I've always wanted to play league, but because they play on Nasusa, and you know, my family's a Christian family, man, you know, so you can't even watch TV on Sundays, man. But, um, <laughs> but um, I remember always playing volley, like our families um, on Friday nights would always have uh, volley at night, like through to midnight, and during the weekdays would um, go to a park and always play volley. Mm. I wouldn't wouldn't have thought to take that professionally because in New Zealand there's no it's not not really a pathway for volleyball players. But yeah, mm. volleyball. You know, you, know, you start. You were you went to De La Salle uh, High School. Uh, in high school, you went to De La Salle College. Yeah. Um, you were there, and then you went to St Kent's. How did that change the the path um, that you were going on in terms of? professional sport in terms of getting into like real like elite young elite sports man um like when i was at um de la Salle, man i had like my best friends at de la Salle college and um at the time this guy named um jj taulangi mm. he was also at de la Salle, but he moved to st kent as well he took a scholarship and he he looked like he went well and he he done um some really good things at st kent's and then um I got offered the scholarship as well, and I just changing schools. 
like there's a lot of um because there was a lot of um there was a massive issue back then about um poaching mm. and when i moved there wasn't like it was in the middle of the poaching um like it was all over the news and that mm. and I don't, i don't know it just it just got out to be like um i traded i traded schools right you know and then this whole thing came out about like you know you can't buy pride Mm. Kind of thing, but I, in my eyes, like uh, me and my family are just doing the best for me and right. taking um, opportunities. Mm. Um, you know, you get your school fees paid for. Mm. Um, that school was just like, like you can imagine, like they did everything on laptops. They give you a free laptop, right? And um, I was real slow at doing essays, so I had to write mine. But um, it was a massive culture shock. But um. Mm. But then on the flip side, the, the rugby, they had like an academy running uh, at Sinking. So I think that um, like it prepped me for to be a professional rugby player, if you know what I mean. Like mm. you went to early gym in the morning at six before school. After school, you do um, this training and, you know, you learn about the stuff that you need to learn in rugby and that and nutrition and that. It kind of started at Sinking, but um, mm. yeah, that's the transition. Going to St. Kent's definitely made it easier um, going professionally, I reckon. 100%. You know, as a, as a young uh, rugby player coming through, you know, through high school, did you have any role models, you know, other professional rugby players that you kind of looked up to or even, you know, other sports uh, sportsmen or sportswomen or athletes that you kind of yeah. really looked to? Um, like, people don't know... I've not known much of him. Uh, Benson Stanley. Do you know Benson Stanley? I think I've heard of him. But... He went um, Auckland Grammar. Mm. Auckland Grammar. And he was playing for Auckland, the Blue. And then he's in France at the moment. He's at home. He was a massive um, influence for me. But because um, he was like, he was real small. Like mm. smaller. And he plays in the same position as me. Smaller than other other boys in the team. But. You just like hit like no one like you know like like Samoa man no fifty just mm. or up. but um on the he studied at Auckland Uni I'm pretty sure mm. and he took a, I'm pretty sure he took a year off um, rugby just to focus on his studies in there mm. and you know like it takes a lot to sacrifice your career for a year to focus to you know you put your family first. And I thought mm. that was um, inspirational. So Benson Stanley, that also. But it was funny. I met him for the first time at the Blues training, mm. and um, he kind of walked in, and I was in here at high school, and I was like, um, I was like, Supples, you're my idol. <laughs> he just like, <laughs> that was real awkward. <laughs> he was like, what's hey, like, your idol? He was like, oh, <laughs> nah. Just happy to be there, just grateful. <laughs> just grateful. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's my um, inspiration. That's so cool. Um, you know, again, so then did you always want to, like, did you ever, did you have the dream oh. then to one day represent the All Blacks? Because you went through the, you know, yeah. the program, right? Under 20s, you played for schools. Did you dream about um, the All Blacks um, or even representing Manu Samoa? You know, as no, the um, 
this is like um because of my agent I have right now, I've had him for a while now. And man, I told him ever since the start, like um, you know, I don't wanna play I don't wanna play all blacks, I don't wanna play international rugby. I just I just wanna um like just get out there and just be me and be the best I can be. And he was like, looking at me real weird. And it's funny because my dad was in the same room and my dad's like, oh, nah, man, this guy's got, you know? And he was just like, oh, so you don't want to play like high level of rugby? And I was like, I just, you know, I know rugby, um, they financially, it can help my family and that's all I'm in, you know, that's what I'm here for. And um, yeah, that's, that's, I've stuck that. But then like I said, um, if opportunities do come up, you know, like they they come up, but if it doesn't, um, you know, mm. I'm not really phased. You know, I'm happy, and that's the main thing about me is just being happy. <laughs> cool, cool. You know, I wanna switch it up a bit, eh, bro? I wanna switch it up a bit. Switch it up, <laughs> just, just you know, just giving you a warning, eh? Just you know, um, <laughs> you know, um, after St. Kent's, did you? You went to you studied for a bit, right? Um, yeah. I mean, were you playing rugby and also doing tertiary study? Yeah, after? so I went, I went down to um, sorry, I went down to um, Christchurch, mm. um, and the um, uh, teaching degree, uh, mm. primary school teaching. Um, I just figured, man, my um, when I was in primary school, like that was my favorite, um, my favorite days, like primary. Mm. And then um, I was wondering why was why was my favorite um, time at school is because I had um, a teacher named Mato Chris. Mm. Mato Chris is our teacher, and he was like the bomb eh? Like he was boys, but you know he'd be teaching. But at lunchtime he would hang out with us. And um, I thought, like, man, I want to be like you know, same kind of teacher, but a, a Islander one, you know. Right. right. Um, so I went down there, did two years, two and a half years of. Primary um, degree. Um, I'm almost halfway through, but I don't know if I'll go back and finish it. You don't want to go back? I'll, I don't do know. You, I don't do you, is it so? I mean, right now, like obviously, there's a lot going on, but maybe in the future, like it's yeah, maybe, maybe down the line, maybe down the line, I'll go back and um, and finish it and be a teacher somewhere. Cool. Is there if if you can't be a rugby player, uh, if you couldn't be a teacher, what else would you be doing? If I couldn't be a rugby player, if I couldn't be a teacher, I would be. Bro, I came back from Dubai. Yeah. Dubai is unreal, man. Um, I'll do something. I'll do something in a different country, like Dubai. Yeah. Dubai. Or, <laughs> like. Russia or Moscow, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just be, I don't know, do something somewhere, like, rather than the normal, the normal, you know, like, yeah. retire back home. Right. And, I don't know, just do something different, I reckon. Okay, okay. Now, thinking about your rugby career, I mean, you're still young, um, but so far in your rugby career, what have been some highlights? I reckon the... Being captain of the Japan rugby team, the Sevens rugby team, that's a massive one. But I haven't like um, 
taking the time to like um to soak soak in you know what i mean like um i knew it was gonna be um quite um like emotional for my family mm. um because because of um you know where we were from and and then you know it's quite a massive um thing so i so i um <laughs> When I was in Dubai, like I'd leave my phone at home mm. all the time, so I don't um, read all the messages because I know, like you know, that I was so proud of you. You know, you know, I'm so happy for them that they're proud of me, but um, I just didn't want to get um, like mm. um, too emotional, like caught up in the emotions because I knew we still had um, like um, three tournaments to go, so mm. just had to do the job. Eh? What are some things that you want to achieve? Um, before you retire from rugby, like, you know, like in five years' time, ten years' time, like what are you – what's something that you just kind of like – I mean, do you have a list, a bucket list of things that you kind of want to work mm. away at before you retire as a rugby player? Um, no, I don't, I don't have a list, but wait, do I have um, – one, one big thing that um, you know, me and my agent talk about is um, – and quite, I think quite a lot of um, rugby boys um, aspire to to do is um, they say for, uh, financially free. Mm. Just um, after rugby, you know, try um, use rugby as a vehicle to get like um, your investments or whatever whatever you do, your Bitcoin or yeah. crypto, you know, do your thing, you know. But um, I think financially free uh, for me and my my family would be um, a massive blessing. And then mm. there's everything like in between, but that's like the main goal um, for me anyway, mm. is to be financially free. Sharp, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, nah, man. <laughs> um, you know, um, where what countries have you been to uh through rugby where have you played around the world and i mean you've mentioned dubai now like you've been in the emirates but um what are some favorite places where you've visited because of rugby um i've done like most i think most of asia now mm. I think, um Th thailand mm. um singapore malaysia um italy italy was quite nice I don't ever thought I would go to Italy, but we were in Italy for a World Cup. Um, um, I can't list them all. There's, You've been many places. There's, yeah, there's been a few trips. But Dubai will have to be up there, man. Dubai. Next year, I'm going to go as a um, spectator. Oh, hey. So I can... Um, oh, really? <laughs> It's the World Cup, eh? Is that where it is in Dubai? The next World Cup is in... No, the, the Sevens, the Sevens World Cup. Where's the know, Sevens? I don't know, I don't know. So you're just going to Fa'amanga and, <laughs> Fa <-manga> and Dubai. <laughs> we do not want to see you on the camera. Nah, you know? I'll be the spectators now. Man, <laughs> looks like a good time over there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a ula, man. There's lots of um, Samoans there, eh? Are there lots of Samoans? Did you meet a lot of them? I met a few Samoans, eh? And, um, like, during the games, I'd 
you could you mix and mingle with everyone. Yeah. And during the games, I'll just put me my hoodie on and someone so I'm like, so I'm from Otara. It's like, oh, yo. And um, some, some fire English. No, 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 no. You were like, I was <laughs> not like that. It was not like behave that. yourself, eh? Yeah, nah. Behave yourself. It's a bit of responsibility now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about rugby in Japan. Why did you decide to come to Japan? Uh, when did you come? 20. 2018? No. 18. 2018. Early 2018, I think, yeah. Okay, so why why Japan? Um, at the time, um, like as, as I said before, like one of my goals was never to play um like top like top top level rugby. Um so I when I was at school I told my agent I, I need to go somewhere, um somewhere else, do something different, you know. Because at the time um Bundy Aki left Early, young age, and they're like, look where he is now. Like, mm. man's raking it in. Um, and then um, he's like, um, if you want to go overseas, you need to get um, like get into these teams to get a decent contract. Mm. And so it kind of made me have to stay in Japan or in New Zealand to make mm. like um, Taranaki and then the Chiefs to um, to kind of. You know, get a decent um, book outside of um, of New Zealand. Mm. So, so when I, so when um, we're in talks with teams, and then um, um, the good also Michael Leach kind of um, reached out because we were playing together at the Chiefs. Mm. He's like, um, "Gee, my team's really, team's really keen." And then I kind of like let him let him go. I'm like, "Sorry," because when I first met him, I didn't even know who he was. This was after the World Cup, right? The 2015 World Cup. This is a funny story. And then on the roster, you'd see like uh, it was my first year, so on the roster you'd see like uh, Michael Leach and then Japan flag. And I'm like, right, this guy must be like full Japanese, you know? I don't know. And he rocked up like maybe like halfway through the season. I still didn't know, you know, who he who he is. Like you know, we. And anyways, when I came to Japan. I realized you know, when, we, when we walked through like the station, bro, the, the, every, like he needs security. Eh? Yeah, he's like, the man's yeah, famous, he, man. And I was like, oh, so you're like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, like that. It's like that. Bro, and then I just backtracked, like, I was like, oh, no wonder why, you know, everyone talks about it. But um, that's off, off subject. But um, <laughs> yeah, I came to Japan. Um, First of all, to help my family financially, um, and yeah, just be different. Hmm. Just you know, like there's a lot of boys who stay in New Zealand, chase the black jersey, and you know that I'm so happy for them, you know. But um, I just want to be different, eh? Hmm. I wouldn't be um, I don't want to be staying in New Zealand for eight years or ten years before I move to a different country. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's basically why I moved to Japan, and yeah, I'm here still. You know, um, when you think about the, as a professional player, like New Zealand, but then coming to Japan, how different is the grind? You know, the as an athlete, I mean, is, yeah. it, is it more is New Zealand more top notch? Is Japan like how different is it, or is it? It's kind of like the same. Everyone trains hard, and the and the 
Do you know, like the, um, in New Zealand, I think they've got um, they've got a better. Um, how do I say this? They have a better understanding of um, of the the balance, mm. like the balance between like um, rugby and like off field on on and off field. Like you know, the boys will work hard during the week, and then on the weekends, you know, like you know, um, do your thing, you know. If it's have a few beers with the boys, or mm. I think New Zealand's got like a good culture going. In Japan, man, they these guys just work, man. Um, even on our week off, like <laughs> these guys will be same time on Monday, like seven o'clock, doing the same same drills, doing their own training, and um, you know, I kind of learned. I learned a lot, a lot of them, you know, like um, people like say, you know, sharpen your ex. So the yeah, bunny ex, I'm quite sharp, <laughs> and they're like always ready, you know. Yeah. They just stay ready all the time. Yeah. But they don't know, like I don't know, like Islanders need to, you know, let their hair down, you know. <laughs> really? Work <laughs> hard towards the goal, and then after the goal, you know, you need to. <laughs> man it must be challenging for you you know all those late nighters there eh? then have to like 7 a.m <laughs> 7 a.m <laughs> yeah, this rule man at night man in the morning so <laughs> what i eat man <laughs> front oh, up, man. Got a front up. yeah man have nah, to. That's, um, <laughs> when i um like think back well, my time in Japan so far, that that's exactly why I moved countries to you know learn different cultures and um and learn their way of life and how they um they respect rugby so much you know for most of our boys like they work mm. so they go training and then they go work and then they come you know and for me like massive respect for them and they're grinding you know mm. so yeah I'm out here learning. <laughs> good to know good to know so you know um and in, in terms of the exercise and dieting regime uh here in japan to new zealand similar you know as elite sportsmen or right I'm, i've always struggled with um dieting eh? mm. um because i just love i love like food mm. as us you know someone we love to to um to eat yeah. but um in new zealand now, I reckon they're pretty similar. They give the same messages. Yeah. One thing with J Japanese boys, man, they have, um, like, a, the first time I've seen it, <laughs> we go and eat, and they have, a, like, a four, like a measure. Yeah. And they're out here fouring the one kilo rice for breakfast, lunch, and, oh, nah, man. You're like, you're like, two. <laughs> you're like, do I get two portions? Because the, Alisa, <laughs> yeah, Alisa, they just eat it and it doesn't hold. But for me, if I eat the Alisa, so it just stuck to the stomach. Eh? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, take your four with you everywhere. Not so <laughs> That's uh, one funny thing I've, I saw here. Okay, <laughs> um, so on the serious note, though, that stop, stop being silly now. Seriously, though. <laughs> Uh, bro, you know, you know, you know how proud we all we all are of you, man. You know, huge congratulations on the sevens captaincy. Um, I honestly thought when you were telling me that time that you were kidding, like I was just like, 
Hey, I was, you know, you were so moved that just by just Mm. everything, bro. And what does this new role mean for you uh, as a professional? um, Um, Bro, that's the thing. Um, (laughs) You know, I felt I felt the support, man, hundred percent. And real, real, like, real grateful for for everyone that messaged through and called through even though I didn't answer their phone calls. Um, nah, dude, when I, when I got the, because you know, I was happy just to make the team, you know? Mm. To make the team, um, man, unreal. Get to go to Dubai. Um, mm. with, um, Los Angeles, I think Hong Kong, the next one. Just unreal, you know? But um, when he kind of told me, the coach, because the management came in as well, and he's just like, we've got one more thing to tell you. Um, we want you to be captain. And then just like, you know, the muckers have started, you know. And I was like, just what I need to, because I thought I didn't hear it right. Mm. So I asked him to just one more time. And he's like, oh, we want you to be captain. And I was just like, I told him, um, just give me a minute. I'll just I'll go outside just to, you know, just to see where, like, what happened. Anyways, I went outside for like 10 minutes and I called Leech. I was like, um, oh, bro. And he goes, oh, did you make the team? I was like, bro, I made the team. And also they just named me captain. And um, he was he was like, he was more buzzed than me. He was like buzzing out. And he's like, um, so I was like, what, what do I do? You know what? Mm. And then um, he goes, go inside and accept the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to just leave and go. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's a good idea. Anyways, I went in. And um, I kind of told him, like, um, you know, there's only one thing that um, that you're going to get from me. And then they were, like, eager to know. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to be, um, like, Michael Leach or um, the Japan captain or anyone else. I'm just going to be myself. And and that's one that's one thing I, I want to let you know if you still want me to be captain, I'm, you know, I like to joke around, and um, mm. and they're like, no, 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 don't change who you are. That's that's just you know that we need that in the team. And I was like, sweet, that's us. We, let's go, let's do this. And that's what happened. And then, you know, like after this Dubai series, I hope I haven't um, changed. You know, like um, before I got named captain, that's one thing I, I always like um, look back on that I hope um, I'm the same person. That I was before the name he kept them to my family, to my friends, to you know, to everyone. But um, yeah. That's Don't it. worry, we'll let you know when you're changing. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear about it when we when you become changes. You will hear about it. That's it. <laughs> just don't change, it. Just be me. That's cool, bro. Um, you know. When you told your dad, uh, when you told your granddad, I mean, I can only imagine how emotional they must have been. Like, yeah, no, nah, my 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 family were um, they're real, um, they're real emotional about it. To be honest, um, and um, when 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 the like when I got named captain. It was a uh, it was emotional for me because um, 
it's a it's a massive reflection on my family mm-hmm. and my upbringing and and who I am and who they are. Like no one knows my family, but for me, like it's a reflection of of um, how they brought me up to be. And um and you know I'm I'm just out here to make um, my family proud and and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. and um I'm because I've I haven't been home in like it's coming up four years now. So if I can make them happy in that way, then, man. And my grandpa, my, my grandpa, I told my grandpa, and he was um, he was pretty chuffed. He doesn't really understand the role, like, mm. you know, like, well, it's all good. You still have to train, so to do everything. And the other day, and he's like, yeah, we feel like a good bit more. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it's all. He's like, how much money? Yeah. Eh? Like, tell and, me, and, man. Um, and that, and I'm happy because that's him. You know. Yeah. He doesn't change for for anyone. <laughs> if you're, you know, auntie, uncle, he doesn't change us to be him. And hopefully I've got us that trait, just being myself. Oh, bro, that's solid. Um, You know, in Japan, there are many Pacific Island players, right? Tongans, Fijians, Samoans, uh, Cook Islanders, Maori. Um, do you all know each other, like... You know, as a collective, uh, do you look out for each other, or is it kind of like you only come together when teams are playing each other? Um, I feel like in in Tokyo, like with us, there's a like a really close community mm. that, um, like us Samoans, we always come together, you know, once in a while, and mm. and um, have dinner or something, which is like, and Amelia as well. Amelia is quite big on the <laughs> on the bringing everyone together, even though she's late. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the sis. <laughs> she's the OG two seven five. Nah, um, but like other boys, like it's hard to connect with um, like um, boys that live in Fukuoka and Osaka, obviously, because they're like hours away. But when we when we play each other or something like after the game, like it's, it's like we've known each other for ages, you know, mm. because there's no not much islanders in Japan. That when we come together, it just takes a bowl of cover to, you know, break the ice and away we go. Uh, <laughs> what do you like about living in? Oh, actually, here's actually before we go to living in Japan, you know, um, being the captain now, do you have to have like a certain level of Japanese? Are you like, you know, pera pera? <laughs> nah. Um. <laughs> No, like um, like sometimes you'd have to talk Japanese, like in in the game. In the game, I I speak like more or a little bit more Japanese than I usually offered because, you know, there's only a little bit of time in the game, so you just say what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, whatever comes to my head, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, nah, you know, the the sevens Japanese sevens boys, they're quite um. They, they know English, a little, a little bit more English, and yeah, nah, it's, it's all good. Cool. What do you like about living in Japan then? Living in Japan, um, man, everyone says it, but the culture, culture. Yeah, yeah. Man, just yeah. everything that comes off um, Japan, even like um, like how we say our local, it's quite mm-hmm. similar, you know, itatakimasu and like man and the the people here are so kind 
Mm. Everyone says it, but they haven't experienced it, if you know what I mean. But, um, man, and Japanese people, um, they like um, they like to learn, like, your culture as well, which is mm. nice to They like, say, Kyora or they want to know how you say Talofa, you know. Um, and that's and that's what I like about um, Japan and and the food, obviously. Mm. Like my favorite food is um, salmon sashimi and yakiniku. Yeah, they just have no kalo. <laughs> it's the only thing, man. Um, yeah, man. Well, I hear you, man. <laughs> we'll be back in home if Auntie Jacinda opens up the borders and. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Auntie Cindy. <laughs> hey, you know, were, you... <laughs> um, were you excited when they legalized tattoos here in Japan? Um, I didn't even know until you told me. I didn't even know until you told me. But um, yeah, man, tattoos like a really um, what's it called? Like it's really touchy around J in Japan because eh? mm. I feel like it's like. It's um, looked at as like gangs because the whole Yakuza setup, you know. But I haven't really, like, um, I don't really know. But that's, that's good for Polynesians, like, like yourself, who's got the, the Malu, and, and some also I know, like Joe Tupe, he's got the Songai Miki. Mm. No, um, yeah, that's nah, awesome. Um, have you experienced any racism here in Japan? Like, you know, Subtle racism, like yeah, um, not not that I can remember. The only thing I can um, think of is um, is, is when I go down to Fuchu taxi stop, and I'm, and, <laughs> and I'm the next in line, and then like three taxis just go straight past. <laughs> oh my, that's racist! Or so I'm like, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe they. I don't know. But the, no. You need, to, you need to stand with a sign and say, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> yeah. I think it's my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you yeah. fix your hair, please? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you grew up. You said earlier, you know, you grew up in your household. Um, you know, immersed in the language, um, one language, and the culture. You know your grandfather. What yep. role has your grandfather played uh, in your life in terms of learning more about our culture? You know yep. what it is being a Samoan. What what role has he played in your life? Um, man, when I um when I was like real young, my dad used to um used to we used to leave my grandparents' house like every night, literally like eleven o'clock. Mm. And my dad will write down the falupingas of every mu, mm. and my grandpa can just yarn about it. Eh, the um, and um, like for me, it was boring at the time because you know I wanted to sleep, go home. Mm. But and what I like from like now, I talk to my cousins, and that is like, man, I wish I can like I listened back then. Mm. You know, the now is strong as ever, and and uh, what's it called? And now I, I talk to my grandpa and I tell him to, you know, but he's not as strong anymore, you know. After 20 minutes, he'll be tired. Mm. When I was young, man, his, um, his, 
like, because the rest of my cousins and, and the family, their Samoa is not really aunts. Mm. I'm probably like the in my in the my generation that that like understands and speaks it um, fluently, mm. which I'm really like really proud of, and I try to exercise it um, when I can, or you know. And um, he was massive. He was a massive part of of that because he would um, like we wouldn't get hidings, but we'll get in trouble if he goes like speak the language that we speak at home um which you know like right now real grateful for, for that rule it felt like a, a government rule at the time <laughs> but now i'm really really happy that because man i'm i like to think i'm really good at someone you are you but, are pretty good pretty good bro nah but i'm like he is and now, like, I'm probably the only one in my generation that can speak to my grandpa fluently in Samoan. Mm. Sometimes I have to translate for my for my nieces and nephews, which are like, you know, they they left to Australia real young. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, really grateful for for him in the Samoan language. Man, have you been to Samoa? I went to Samoa twice, mm. 2009 and 2017. Mm. 2017, yeah. Would you ever live there? Do you think? Would you ever go back and live there? Maybe. Um, man, I'm just. I'm now talking to my dad about it. Cause eh? ask my dad if he wants to go back and stay in Samoa, and and um, he's keen, but he just doesn't know what to do, mm. like for a job, like you know, because he's a welder. So mm. I don't know what opportunity there is for welders, but um. I'd have to go there for like maybe a month to see what I would do in Samoa too if I was to live there. Be uh, happy to be a Maumanga man, man. Be a teacher. A Maumanga, teach the Maumanga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <I'm>, you know, <laughs> okay, um, I want to talk about social media. How difficult is it to be a professional uh, athlete? in this age of social media, you know, so many keyboard warriors out there and, yeah. you know, people just pulling out their phones to record little snippets, right? And it could yeah. it could turn into something so big that is not even, it's so out of context. So, yeah, to, yeah do you struggle with that? How difficult is it being a professional athlete in this day and age? Um, I'm not really, like, really active on my um, social media mm. but i can see some of the boys now they've um, made their like i'm part of their what is it um oh close <laughs> the screen not only then close screen <laughs> so um like you know, what the what they don't want the, the public to know they'll send it through the close mm. but man it's it's definitely like Man, social media should be like your personal social media. Mm. But now, like, we've got teams saying, like, you can't post this or, right. you know. I reckon, like, maybe in five years or a few more years, there's going to be, like, contracts. Because mm. especially, like, everything, like, happened with, like, Falao and mm. Falao and that. Like, man, just so hard to try to be yourself or, mm. uh, um, 
like bending the rules, but you know. In Japan, are they strict on uh, social media platforms that you use, uh, or is that something your agents look after? What's the situation there? No, nah, I think Japan's um, like kind of be yourself. Mm. Kind of, um, yeah, I think they're a lot more open because mm. rugby is not like a number, the number one sport in, right. in Japan. You know, like rugby is I think number five or something. Mm. Opposed to like New Zealand, mm. where like every second person will know who an All Black is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think Japan is is all right at the moment, but. I reckon sooner or later there will, will be um, more harsh penalties, like if you leak mm. something or yeah, just take someone to pull a phone. That will suck, see? Yeah. Uh, so then, so then, saying that, do you feel pressure that when you're out, you know, when you're out and about, just living life and enjoying yourself in public uh, with your friends, do you feel the pressure to? behave a certain way just in case someone flips out their phone yeah. and you yeah, know 100%, 100%. that's like um that that's um man like once you leave your house mm. you're liable you know you're tipsy or something man you start stumbling on the road man that could be you know your, your team because our, our town's quite small mm. and it's a rugby town so they know if you're an islander you're straight you play rugby for because right, right. they they just know foreigners here play rugby mm. and, and it, it, it is quite tough like um trying to be yourself but also trying to look mm. by the club and but like they say like it comes with the territory or art no mm. so how do you deal with the criticism you know as a rugby player um how do you deal with people like keyboard warriors who you know you might be having an off game um your team might be having an off game mm. like how do you deal with people who just um you yeah. know commenting and being real like bitter and you know saying thing being rude online yeah. um, for example in the nrl you know it's very common and I was wondering, you know, as a rugby player, how how do you cope with that? Yeah. Um, so um, all, all my teams that I play for, I don't follow them. They're all blocked. All the, like, the rugby platforms, I don't follow any of them. Mm. Um, that's why I was, like, real low-key on social media. I don't really – but, like, and if the people don't know your Insta handle – I don't know how many times I've changed my Instagram name, <laughs> but like you know, that's 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 the only thing I could think of that would help me because of um, <clears throat> if I don't follow any of those um those those platforms, then you won't see the comments. Mm. But like, um, for some people, like they like looking at the comments and mm. and um, it's like barking back, but doesn't you know? I, I'm not here to pay the bills for my family, and right. that's, you know. I'm not here to to try one argument over the weekend's um, game. Mm. That's what I believe in anyway, you know. <laughs> you know, um, Pacifica men, you know, Pacifica men and mental health. Yeah. Do you think there needs to be more discussion, more talanoa around men, you know, our Pacifica men and mental health issues? 
Um, where in particular? Just well, in general? I mean, just, yeah, I mean, just in general, because um, I suppose it's difficult, right? I mean, you live in Japan and stuff, but I guess I was just wondering, like, where do you, you know, with other rugby players, do you talk about, you know, like mental health yeah. and just kind of like connecting with each other, yeah, yeah. And, you know, keeping each other, you know, accountable and safe yeah. and being a shoulder to lean on, yeah. you know? No, I think I'm um, like in New Zealand, they're like, they're like pretty, they're getting better, mm. like massively better. Cause like, you know, like the boys like um, Ari Savia and they're just making it, um, they're normalizing it, the chat, mm. you know? Solomon Alaimalu, shout out to my, my Kuruso, who went through a um, um, bit of depression last or the, early this year. Mm. Um, in New Zealand, it's definitely on the up because they're like normalizing the conversation mm. and everyone's um, like opening up on so their social media where, you know, they, they get a lot of criticism from, from outside noise. But I think in Japan, there's not really, a, um, there's just no, um, what's it called? Um, player, player welfare, which is mm. what it could yeah. be like <clears throat> players network, mm. like where they can um, come to and say like we need this, and then they'll go to Japan mm -hmm. Rugby and bet for us. Like we need, mm. um, like mental skills or whatever the boys need. That's that's why I think it's missing in Japan, but. Um, like man, when you have guys like um, Michael Leach, mm. Richard Kahui, um, they're just experienced in this in this country, learning the rugby, and they know um, they know the you know the struggles that because Leach has been here for almost like twenty years, almost. So he's been away from his family for a long time, and mm. he knows what goes on, and he 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 kind of recognizes um, like when boys are down in that, which is. Really um, helpful, well, like myself and Johnny, the boys. Mm. He knocks it on the head early, you know. Um, come over for dinner, or, and we just talk about it over dinner or something like you know, like, you know, um, what's been happening at home or anything, you know. Mm. But the players themselves, they're taking the charge here. Those mm. to um, there's just no, there's just not many um, support network here in Japan. So, you know, in your team, in your team that you play for, is there a general support for all the players? You know, like, obviously you have the trainers, the dietitians, all the different um, people that bring something to the team, but is there specifically some kind of wellness uh, program that even Japanese players, because obviously the pressures they are under, you know, can is there something like that in your team or... It's, nah. it's not really talked about. Nah, it's not, it's, there's no, um, like, there's not a specific person where you can go, like, you know, you, like, you could go to the coach, mm. but, um, you, like, for myself, like, I don't want to, like, get personal and um, in, in the workplace, if you know what I mean, like, like to separate the two, so I don't, I don't know, but like, someone like Leach. Like they said before, like man, he's he's mm. he's probably the network in our team. He's an agent coach. He's he's the Mister Japan. 
Um, role model, right? He's the role model. Um, you know, how do you look after yourself in terms of self-care? Now, this is a question I have asked everyone that has come on the show. And it's just an important question because I think sometimes we just, you give, right? You give, give, give and just forget about yourself. So how do you take care of your wellness, mental health, well-being? Um, it's a good question. I mean, it's just that, you know, earlier you mentioned just in terms of the grind here as as Japanese rugby players, yeah. you know, just always on it, like 100 mm. all the time, 200%. And so I was wondering, when you turn off, um, you know, when you turn off your rugby, you know, rugby mode and you're outside of the office, you know, of the company, oh, yeah. like what are some things that you do to to not to not always be thinking about rugby oh, yeah. kind of like no, um yeah, yeah i like to, i like to um like call home mm. that's uh you know yeah i like calling home and and connecting at home it just takes my mind off rugby straight away you know mm. they um they definitely um just keep me grounded and um you know they they ask me everything um that's not rugby which is um, which which helps me not think of rugby because because mm. everything here is rugby, you know what I mean. But um, that's definitely one that I use to just um, get on the phone before five o'clock because the four hour difference now, and they sleep. Yeah, early. I, hate um, it, man. I hate the four hour difference, eh? Uh, but um, no, that's it. That's cool. Huh? I was wondering, uh, so what's coming up next? You've got more tournaments. Uh, yep. For Japan Sevens, exciting, bro. Yeah, the, I'm just having meetings right now because um, obviously our Toshiba starts in Jan, mm -hmm. but then the Sevens also starts in Jan as well. And mm -hmm. Spain, I think the two tournaments in Spain. So um, I need to, um, you know, get in the meeting and. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, how does that work? Like, does, does national honors uh, trump the the club, or does the club? What did Michael Leach say? <laughs> Funny, because I just talked to him, and um, he asked me like, um, "What am I going to do?" And I honestly, I don't know. Like, what I'm happy about now is I'm I'm in isolation because I don't have to talk to them, which I have time right. to think of to think about, but um. You know, I have definitely had conversations with um, the coaches today and I, I don't know what's going to happen. But, um, you know, I, I did promise both parties that um, I'll give them 100 to to both, you know, um, and nothing less. And that's all I can do at the time. I don't know what's going to happen, man. Man, well, there's only one Johnny Fowley. You can't have one person here, one person there, man. you got to look after yourself. The catfish, get the catfish over there, and the other one here. Now, the now, like I'd like to go Spain, mm. um, but I'd also love to um, mm. get in the trenches with my brothers who start um, the season real soon. You know, they've been training hard, man. These guys here, man. And um, then they look at the Akas from Dubai, they train, come on. <laughs> 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 
So future aspirations, do you have any business uh, interests? Like, you know, obviously you've already mentioned a little bit about rugby and, but outside of rugby for the future, any business, entrepreneurial? Um, Man, I've, I've been looking in for a while now. Um, no, me, me and um, Leach would always send like links. Mm. Um, tiny homes. Oh. Tiny homes and um, like container homes. Yes. Wow. Like up at like midnight, one o'clock, just looking at these. I don't know. I want to do something in that space. Because mm. like after living in an apartment for for a while, you know, you don't have to do more of a vowel, you know, like it's, um, everything is like small. It's everything you need, like minimalism. Minimalism. Yeah, yeah. Everything's here. You know what you need is is can only fit in your family. And I think it will be like the future. Hmm. Tiny homes. Tiny homes. Tiny and so, homes. are you are you into crypto and Bitcoin and all that investments? Nah, I, I um, me and my mates from high school, we bought um. Like, um, I don't know if you know, like Ethereum. Mm -hmm. We bought Ethereum in 2015. What was this? Yeah, I know. Because my mates were like on, on to it, eh? Yeah. And, um, so we've done pretty sicky on that one. But we haven't, um, we haven't like had a meeting about going again in crypto. Mm. But um, I don't know. Just like I don't know, but look, it looks you know, when people say they buy houses with crypto, you're like, oh, give me some, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, you gotta have the funds to take the risk, eh? Hard. Not at the loan shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, just in terms of reading, um, yeah, have you read any books lately, or or got plans? You got a, a book that you're keen on uh, checking out? No, I'm. I'm I don't read um, as often as I should, but um, at the moment I'm trying to get um, Sonny Bill Williams' book. Yes. Just because of um, you know his his whole just just Sonny Bill, you know. Um, uh, idol when you're growing up in school and you play rugby now and you're still you know the man and everything he went through as a rugby player, you know, um, just being mean to read about him and. Yeah, Sunny Bill's book. Yeah, um, I'm actually reading the ebook, so I've just got it on my Kindle. It's so good. I've like, I think I'm like three chapters in. I just started it, yeah. but you're, I think you're as a as an elite sports, yeah. you know, sportsman, a professional. I think you will really, uh, it will resonate with you. You'll read it and be like, man, it it just right yeah. here, in the fatu, I think right. you'll, I think you'll enjoy it, bro. To be honest. Thank you. Okay, so, you know, we're at this point of the show where um, I just, you know, I asked the guests um, to give some words of encouragement um, just for our listeners and for the audience, um, you know, just for anyone who's wanting to uh, perhaps pursue a career in, um, in sports, you know, in, in yeah. professional sport. Um, before I hand it over to you, bro, to, to just to close the show, I really just, uh, I just want to say again, it's an honor um, just to have you on the show. As you mentioned in the beginning, you know, we've been trying to, we've been trying to make this work and because you've got a busy schedule. So I'm so humbled, bro. I'm so humbled that you decided, um, you know, to come on um, 
you know, you're, you're, you don't really, you know, you're pretty kind of like low key and, and, and not one to really share and open up, um, you know, just about your journey. But I was, I was so adamant and I said mm. to you from the beginning, bro, you got to come on the show because, you know, your humble beginnings, your roots, where you grew up, where you come from, you have this, you've, you've got this journey and story to share. Yeah. And I really wanted you to share that just for, you know, the little Johnnies living in South Auckland, you know, the little kids in South Auckland who are looking up to people like yourself who are yeah. now out there, you know, playing professional sports. So, you know, I want to thank you so much, bro, for coming through on the show. Um, but, um, you know, wishing you, you know, we got you, wishing you all the best um, with the tournaments coming up, uh, the start of the season, uh, the Japan rugby season here. Um, we got you, bro. We love you and we got you 200. So just hand it over to you just to wrap up our show, my brother. Man, I'm usually the one to receive the, the rules of encouragement, but... Um, on the fruit, like just from what I've been through and um and my journey so far, um, I just just um just hope that when you do whatever you do in life, um, just be the same you. Um, don't don't change for, for anyone or any environment that um you you're in. Um, just be yourself. There's only one of you. Um, and and that's all you know. We don't want you to be anyone else, um, and I hope that um, anything that's come out of my mouth has helped um, um, someone, even one person, that would make um, me happy. And um, that's it, sis. Thanks for having me on, and um, I know it's been a while since I was trying to tee this up, but um, I look forward to uh, following your um, your journey in this space, and thanks for helping our community. Of Tailava, I got to go to Zaymashta.